Would you like to be happier? Would you like to have a stronger marriage? Would you enjoy having a better relationship with your children, your parents, your siblings, your friends, the people that you work with? Wouldn't we all? In a world where we have everything at our fingertips, have more wealth than can be imagined, and are protected by many devices, God has been replaced. People are experiencing loneliness, stress, depression, and a host of many other mental illnesses. The temperature of the world continues to rise as people try to figure out what to do about climate change. Crime continues to rise as people spread further and further apart to keep themselves from harm. What if the answer to all these concerns is God? Join me on this podcast as I journey through a passage that has shaped the life of my wife and me. Psalm 127. This passage holds the keys to what ails the world. I absolutely believe it. Join me in this podcast as we journey together talking about life, love, work, play, all of it, just to figure out if God is really the most important thing in our lives. Well, hello, and welcome to Unless the Lord. I am your host, Alan Getty. I am excited to be here this week to talk to you guys. Okay, where am I? Well, I'm in my truck. So I've been doing my podcast from outside lately, out on the back patio, and um, it's rainy today. So good. I actually love the rain, so I'm not really upset by it, but it makes it so I can't do my podcast outside or else I'd get wet and getting wet sounds terrible. I might melt. You never know. So, sorry. Uh, yeah, last week <laughs> I talked about what's wrong with society. Had uh, quite an experience sort of going through that process and, and the Starbucks thing and everybody isolated and I kind of was mean. So, um, not really. I was just, I was just pointing out thoughts, just thinking thoughts. So this week I wanted to talk about what's right with society. And I wanted to kind of, I, this week I was in, uh, I was at a basketball game slash double header. It was pretty crazy. I drove, uh, one of the teams, over the mountain to a city in Alamo, called Alamogordo. It's it's a kind of a town close by, about an hour and a half away, two hours away or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> they had they had four basketball games in one night. They had two girls basketball games, two boys basketball games. And uh, normally, as a bus driver, I walk in and I show them my keys, and they're like, "I show my keys." You know, I'm the bus driver. And then they let me in and I can go in for free. Well, um, I, I don't like doing that. I don't like showing my keys. It seems a little bit rude. So I like to ask, hey, is the bus driver free? I'm the bus driver. Is the bus driver free? Oh, yeah. And at Alamogordo, I loved it. I got so excited because she said, everybody's free. We don't charge for our games this year. We want our community to be able to come out and enjoy the kids playing their sports and we just think it's it's good so we don't charge for our games this year i'm like oh what a novel idea i mean in a world where and i hate to be mean sports is king when it comes to school like you spend a lot of money for football we spend a lot of money for sports and 
I drive bus for sports, and I have to tell you, I I know how much they're paying to use that bus to to pay that driver to go three hours and then I'm yawning. It's terrible. Go three hours and then come back. It costs a lot of money. For, so when you figure when you have two schools and you have did it, it's so much money in sports right now. So it really impressed me because I thought, <clears throat> what an idea to say to people, look, we get that you want to come watch these kids play sports. We don't want it to be a burden on you. Come and enjoy. They were even giving away like fan things like foam fingers and stuff like that. So I go in and, and I'm watch I watch the games. The varsity basketball games for the girls and the guys were the most attended basketball games I'd seen all year. It was packed full of people. They were having a great time. It was really, really cool. Okay, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about when I'm talking about what's right with society. So <clears throat> I get in to the uh, to the arena and I'm sitting there and, and in the first game it was the first game I was watching was J V Girls. And they're usually pretty low attended games. That's just the truth. J V girls, I think J V boys is low attended too. It's just the J V game. Um <clears throat> and there was this guy walking around and he had down syndrome um but he was high function um but he did have a i would say he had a uh an affinity for noise and i watched him as he as he talked to people and just was so engaged with all the people around him and how people that were around him were just as engaged with him. It was it was such a a beautiful sight to see because it's not he you could tell he was well adjusted to society but but he still made a lot of noise. Like he would be, he'd be walking and he'd be like hey he would yell and he'd come over and give people hugs and, and he even came up to me and I, I was waiting for a friend of mine um to come and, and we were gonna say hi and uh he comes over to me and he's like, Hey, I I'm from Alamogordo and I'm like, Yeah, that's so cool and it was just he was just friendly and he was engaging, but <clears throat> what I loved was how everybody was just as engaging back to him. And and so I, and I've, I've seen this before. This isn't the first time I've seen this. High school, schools, um, society in general has, has changed a lot since when I was a kid. Um, <clears throat> they're no longer, you know, we don't use certain terms for people with special needs anymore. We, we are able now to function in a society where these people can, these, these people, that was a terrible way to say it, that people with special needs, men and women with special needs can function in our society. They can have jobs. They can go to school. They can, um, <clears throat> they can live a normal life. And I think that's so cool because I know, I know that when I was younger, um, we had 
labels for them that we no longer use. And I'm not even going to say it now because it bothers me so much when we use it. But um, we had labels and and they didn't really live a life <clears throat> that was normal. So it makes me very excited and it makes me kind of... Um, I enjoy seeing that, and I want to. I want to talk about one more situation, and then, and then I'm going to talk about why I think it's important. So, and then last night, my wife and I were at a department store, which will remain unnamed. I'm using quotes because you guys can't see them here in quotation marks. A department store that will remain unnamed. So I, uh, we went there. <clears throat> also, I'm not naming it because right now, among conservative Christians, people hate this store. So uh, if you don't know what it is right now, um, well, that's sad for you, but we still like it. So anyway, we go. We go there and we had to get some Christmas gifts. And uh, normally, we're kind of self-checkout people. I'm yawning a lot just because uh, we like the idea of, of going in. So, but we had a lot. So we're like, ah, we're going to go to the where the other person checks us out. And um, the guy at the counter, super nice, but also, also definitely uh, divergent mentally. Like he, you could tell, he was somewhere either on the spectrum or just something about him made you realize this guy um, is is not uh, what we would call. Um, he, he's not he's not the like somebody his age would act very differently normally. So so immediately you could tell, and it was I mean he was awesome. He was funny. We were sitting there talking to him, and Tamara was trying to get my attention. My wife was trying to get my attention, and he said, "Alan." I looked at him. He goes, I was trying to help you out, bud. She's been saying your name. It was hilarious. But, and at first I thought, I thought, well, maybe I'm reading into that wrong. But then when we got to a couple items that didn't have prices, right? And um, I have been in stores many times. You come to an item that doesn't have a price. It's like, hey, go find this price. Blah, 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 blah. He was like a, like, he was searching for the price. He was taking the item inside out. It was clothing, so it's inside out. And he's looking at everything. Seeing it again with this yawn. I'm so sorry. And he's looking at everything. He's pulling everything. He's looking at tags. Everything he's doing is making me laugh because I'm like, this guy doesn't want to give us the wrong price. Meanwhile, my wife had gone to find where she had gotten the item and <clears throat> and as he's doing it, he doesn't look up. He's intent. Meanwhile, the people behind us in line, you can tell. There's, I don't know if there was frustration as much as it was kind of like, I get it, we're shopping. It's the weekend before Christmas, so we're here. And there was a guy behind us, daughter with a, he had a, he had his little daughter with, with him. And um, it was you could tell that they were like, man, we were, we'd like this to hurry up, but nobody, not one person in that line got upset. 
not one person in that line took the moment to go, hmm, well, they need to get this guy some help. or what? I mean, it was busy. A lot of people were doing a lot of things. And, uh, and nobody, not one person basically said anything. And I thought, man, um, this is so cool that we live in a society where we have been educated enough that we know that for everybody to function in society, we have to be willing to allow people that are, as my daughter says, neurodivergent or people that are that struggle with, with certain things that we allow them to be able to have that struggle without being stressed about that they're upsetting people or they're doing... I loved it. I absolutely loved it. We enjoyed it. I don't think he was upset. He, he enjoyed the whole thing and talked to us about it. And we got out of tar- we got ah! we got out of the store and and it was it was great. It was I just felt good. And <clears throat> here's the thing: is when I see those situations this week, first of all, I get jazzed up. I love it so much because I just know that that when I was a kid, it, if you were if you were thought of as different, it, it did not bode well for you. And we live in a society where, where people are okay with different. And that is something. And I, and I, and I know that among my conservative people that we've, we've sort of allowed that. And and maybe we've, as a society, we've, we've pushed it too much. But when I think about the fact, that what was what it was like when I was a kid versus what it is like now, I have to be okay with what it's like now. And I have to be okay with that there's some weird stuff that comes with that. But I'm really okay. Now, let me get to my point. I think about this idea of 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 being able to accept different, being able to embrace different, being able to give that those those people with different um, ideologies, different um mental capabilities, different, all of that, to be able to give those people the opportunity to, to live a normal life, work in normal jobs, all of those things that weren't possible 40 years ago, I think is so biblical. And let me, let me just, here's where I'm going with this, is when I think about Jesus and I think about all the times that Jesus met people. Never, never, ever, ever did Jesus take somebody who was hurting, who was different, who was um, weak, who was um, who didn't have the same capabilities as other people. Never did you see Jesus go, you need to just pull up your bootstraps and get better, do better, fix it. No, Jesus reached into their lives and touched them and said, yeah, I'm here to help. Many times he healed them, but I think the healing process, when I, when I really think about it, wasn't, it wasn't always like, you're better. It was always like, come and, and see me. I can give you what you need. And when I think about how Jesus acted towards people that were different versus how Jesus acted towards people that were righteous and indignant. He did not like them. He called them 
I mean, he would would tell them, "You guys are bad," and he would fight. I mean, that was the the establishment, the righteous. Those people were the people he was fighting against. He said, "I didn't come for the people that were good. I came for the sick." And I'm not saying that people that are neurodivergent are sick. I'm just saying that that in my opinion. Jesus came for the people who didn't look like everybody else. And how important is it as Christians, for me, um, that I am able to accept those people that are different and love them and care for them. And guys, this is what's right with society today that, that I think many of us can get caught up on and say, this is what's wrong. This is what's right. Is that our kids are are having certain doctrinations that we may not like. But part of those doctrinations, part of that indoctrination of what they're getting is that different people can be cared for and loved and and we can be friendly to them. And guys, that's huge to me. Because Jesus didn't he didn't look at people that were struggling and weak and say, go fix yourself. Jesus went and hung out with them and had dinner with them and, and found them. He, he went to the, to, the, to, the, to the places where people said, go away from us. You're going to make us all sick and you're going to make you're weird. He would go to those places and he would bring them good news and hope. So guys, as we enter this Christmas season, and and I know it's like right around the corner. If you're listening to this, you might be listening to this after Christmas. First of all, Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great Christmas. I hope you have a great Christmas. But second of all, look around you. Who are the people in your life that might need an encouraging word from you? How can you be the champion for the person that you know that is different. Guys, Jesus loved different people. Jesus loved lost people. Jesus loved hurting people. Jesus loved sick people. Jesus loved the righteous people. But he had words for them that were not good. Guys, have a great week. Merry Christmas. Oh, before I'm all the way done. That was a little bit bleh. Okay, before I'm all done, uh, my book is out on audio now. Uh, if you're my friend on Facebook, you're already starting to see some of the things come out. I'm, I'm, it's pretty cool. Uh, part of the audiobook deal was, was some marketing, so you'll see some marketing. But um, there's still time to buy an audiobook for your friend uh, and just give them the link. They can have the audiobook. Also, I am looking for some people that do podcasts that might want to do, uh, might want to listen to my book. So be praying for me as I'm looking through that idea of, of who can I get that will put me on their podcast. Um, I don't want to make a lot of money with my book, but I do want to sell my book because I think the message that my book has is, is worthwhile. All right, guys. I hope you have or had a great Christmas. Have a happy new year. I will do another podcast before the new year. Uh, 
Talk to you guys later. Bye.